Today is September the 18th, and we are starting our uh, study on the book of Jude. It's for all you that listen to our podcast here, or, 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 uh, or just listen to me online. The book of Jude is one of those books a lot of people don't think about. And so I did give you some homework, a homework assignment a few weeks ago, which... Who, who is Jude, basically? Isn't that, was that the question that I gave you? Who, was, who is Jude? And Mark, I know you gave, gave me an answer, so what was your answer? The brother of James. The brother of James. Well, that, I can't yeah. argue with that, right. because that's what the Bible says. And so always go back to the Bible. And so even when we think we may know something, or we may read it in a, a commentary, or a book, or something else, what does the Bible say. So we're going to go back and look at that and spend a little more time on that today. But I want you to turn over in your Bible to Romans chapter 15 and verse 4. There's a couple verses that just kind of set the stage for our book here. And Romans 15, 4 is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. I've, I've used this, this verse for years. And it basically says this, For whatsoever things were written aforetime, let me stop. What's, what's it talking about right now? The things that were written aforetime to these people. They're talking about the Old Testament. Now to us, it's a whole book. But yet, we still, we still have to separate those two. It says, for whatsoever things were... See how the Bible... You know, a lot of people look at me and they go, well, you know what? You don't use big words. In fact, I was going to Africa in 2002, and my pastor came up to me and he goes, Bob, he goes, you're going to do really good in Africa. He goes, because you speak really slow, and you don't use big words. <laughs> and I thought, I walked away, and I'm thinking, okay. And I'm like, wait a minute, did I just get slammed? <laughs> Was that praise? Or... Yeah. And I'm like, I think I just got slammed. But he was basically saying, when you go over there and use a translator, you're going to do very well because you don't get in a big hurry and you don't use all these words. So take that. I'm going to just take that as a compliment. Okay, <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. And so uh, I've used this. It says, for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for... Uh, and that's why I said things, because the Bible's not always... It's specific, but it still uses words like things, okay? You know? Uh, so it, it fits both. That's why I was telling that story. It uses, it, it uses words that we understand. For whatsoever, doc, it didn't say doctrine. It didn't say, you know, uh, deep spiritual things. It says things, okay? And take that whatever you want. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our what? Our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Not only is it written for our learning, it's to give us patience and it's to give us hope. Because number one, when we run through a bad situation in our life, where do we need to go? Right back to God's word because it's going to give us some instruction, some learning. It's going to give us some patience. And it's going to give us some hope to get through those. That's what it's doing for us. So you can break it down to those things. So we have, we have to, uh, the Old Testament, the New Testament for us is for our learning. Okay? We need to learn what it says. Okay? So turn over to Hosea 12.10. 
because I have a cross section in my uh, note to go back to Hosea 12.10. So get, go to Daniel, and then turn over to the right, get to Hosea. Those minor prophets are those ones, I get them all down, and a few months later, I, I don't even know which one's up anymore. But Hosea, what did I tell you? 12.10, let me get there. Says, I have also spoken by the prophets and have multiplied visions and used similitudes by the ministry of the prophets. What's a similitude? It's a similarity. It's a likeness. So, you know, the Bible, those words like and as are important. So, God uses His people to give us likenesses or examples to help us to understand it. So, that's what I love about hearing preachers preach. They'll get up there and they'll give you an example of something. You know, and let me just throw this one out. Okay, so if somebody has never eaten frog legs, what are you going to tell them they taste like? Chicken. chicken. Okay, we all know what chicken tastes like. How many of you have eaten frog legs? You haven't eaten frog legs? I haven't, I haven't had the opportunity to eat frog legs. I haven't had, eaten frog legs up until a few years ago, and they're, they're not bad. You've got to kind of keep thinking, you know, I'm eating something that eats flies. But, you know, you get that out of your head, it's not bad. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so the Bible uses examples and things that are similar, the words like and as. Why? To help us to understand it, okay? So, again, um, it's for our learning to help us to understand it. It gives us examples. Now I want you to turn over to 2 Timothy 2.15. Again, one of these verses we know very well. Uh, we use it a lot around here. It's, it's, it's uh, chapter 2 of 2 Timothy is, is the powerhouse. It's, uh, 2 Timothy 2, 1 and 2 are, are D1 uh, verses that we base those off of. And, and verse 15 says, To study, to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So we need to study God's word, and we need to rightly divide God's word. And I think I'm talking to the choir in here, so you all know this. But do you know that in the modern other false anti-God Bibles that are out there, they take the word study out? Yep. What do they have? Anything? Read it. They have read or, or something, but it does not say study. Study is in our Bible because you know what? You just don't get what you need to by reading the Bible. Now, it's good to read your Bible. For years, I'd read my Bible in the morning and I'd write down my questions and study it out at night when I had more time. But you've got to also study it. You have got to study it. You have got to... Because how many of you read things and it doesn't all sit in your mind? Sometimes I read things and I have to turn around and read it again because I'm like, what did I just read? And, that, and unfortunately, some, a lot of times that's the Bible. And then you have words in there. And we're going to be looking at that with the book of Jude because there's going to be some words in there we don't use and we need to study out the meaning of those words. So we'll see that also. So, so far, those two verses I want to point out, we need to, uh, we got, we need to learn God's Word. we got to study God's Word. And we have to... You know, not just gloss over it. Okay. So, you all have a handout, I believe, right? Okay. So, I've got several things here I want you to write down. The book of Judah has blank chapters. How many chapters does the book have? 
One chapter. Okay, so let's go a little farther for you A students. How many verses? 25. 25. 25 verses. Okay. Now it gets a little bit harder. How many words? <laughs> 613 words. Not a lot, but, you know, quite a bit. So that goes on your first line. And then the second one down says, Other books with one chapter in the Bible are... Now I want you guys to help me. Second and third John. Second and third John. Yeah, because 1 John has five chapters. So second and third John go in here. The book of, I heard, Philemon goes in this slot. And in the Old Testament, there's only one. It's the book of Obadiah. Now, you know, sometimes you look at these books and you go, well, just one chapter must not be a lot there for us. Um, you know, they're in his word, so they're important, number one. Number two, I remember, I remember, I, you know, I grew up Southern Baptist Church. I remember going to my grandmother's church when I was a little boy. Well, all the way up until Carrie and I was married, actually, we'd go down and spend time with my grandparents. In fact, most, most every weekend I was at my grandparents'. And I had two grandparents that lived on the farm, 10 miles apart. So we went down there, central Missouri, every weekend. They both go to church. Uh, one set went to church, the other one didn't. So I uh, went to church quite a bit down there. And I remember good little Southern Baptist church. You know who runs it? I'm on tape here. I'm going to get nailed one of these days. The, the deacons. And the deacons told them, you've got 20 minutes to get your message done. I've had people tell me I talk too long. I need to do it shorter. I didn't listen. 20 minutes. But you know what? This guy got his point across in 20 minutes. He was very good at it. I was once I was going to preach a, uh, um, my wife's grandfather's funeral. And then a day or two before that, one of the aunts called and said, No, we're going to have one of the cousins, uh, one, of, one of the, no, actually a nephew, cousin to my wife, one of the nephews, uh, going to preach the service. But, you know, you, we're going to do it. We'd like you to at least speak. And so we're going to give you two minutes. Two? Two minutes. Oh, shoot. <laughs> and I had everything, you know, what I really wanted to talk about, and I keep whittling on it, whittling on it, whittling on it, whittling on it. And before long, I got everything I wanted to say in those two minutes. Wow. So... It can be done. So, um, uh, so a lot of times, it's not the length; it's what's in that message. And so, if when God puts something in His Word, let me let me give you something I was taught years ago that I never forgot. God wastes no space in His book. Everything, every jot and tittle, is there for a reason. And that's why it upsets me when people want to correct my Bible or tell me things are, are out of whack or a better version or a better word should be. And that happens in the book of Jude a lot. So we're going to kind of look at that. So uh, let's see here. So that's the books that we have. And the book was written by who? Jude. Jude. If you, if, if you haven't figured it out, I didn't do my homework and I'm asking you guys to help me out today. Okay. If if you, if we're not if I'm not teaching you and you're not picking up anything in this class, you need to find another class. I'll go to another class. We ha if you, you know, if if you go to hear the Bible taught main service 
Sunday school class, I'm sorry, adult Bible hour, I don't care what kind of class, and you walk away not learning something, something's wrong. Because you go to what? To learn. Okay, that's that Romans 15, 4. it's for our learning. Yeah, I go hear somebody teach and I get, walk out of there and I, I feel I got robbed if, if they didn't preach the word. So that's just me. So the book was written by Jude. And the question is, your next line, which one? Which Jude? There are several Judes in the Bible. Okay? So let's look and see what the Bible actually says. Number one, he was a servant. We see that at the front. It says, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ. And secondly, it says, and the brother of James. So James goes in your blank. Now, question again is, which James? It's kind of just keeps snowballing on us. So we're going to take a little time today and look at those two things. So, which James? Number one, James is the brother of John, the son of Zebedee, and both of those are what? Fishermen. They're, they're, I believe they're both fishermen, but what do they become? Apostles. Apostles. Okay. They, James and John, they're the sons of thunder that we read about. Okay, they are, they are apostles, but they're brothers. Okay. And then we have a guy named James, the Lord's half-brother that we see in Scripture. We'll see that. In fact, let's turn over to Matthew 13. And let's just see what the Word of God says. Matthew 13 and verse 55 says, and they're talking about who Jesus is, and it says in verse 55, Is this not the carpenter's son... Is not his mother called Mary and his brethren James and is that Joseph and Simon and Judas? Oh, so now we have a half brother of Jesus called James, but we also see Judas there also. So that's another James. We have James, the, the son of Zebedee, the, uh, the brother of John, an apostle, and we have James, the Lord's half brother. And then we have James, the son of Alphaeus. Okay, and we're going to look at that in a minute. So, three James that we know of. And then, how about the Judes in the Bible? Number one, we have Judas the Maccabee. But it's not him. It's not him. I can say no, it's not him. We have Judas Iscariot. What do you think? You think he wrote the book? If he did, he had to write it before he killed himself. But no, he didn't write the book. We have a man in the Bible called Judas of Galilee. And if we study that out, we'll find out, no, it's not him. And then we have Judas, one of Mary's sons. And if you notice, I put a question mark behind that. So that is a possibility we just saw. That would be the same as two? No, wait a minute. That would be the same as number two above. Okay, yes. And then number five, we have Judas, the brother of James, the son of Thaddeus. Okay, uh, which would be number three, line up with number three above. So in Matthew ten three, Mark three eighteen, and two other spots, Luke six thirteen through sixteen, and in Acts chapter one, we see lists of the twelve. How many apostles? Twelve. I had to re 
read my notes today. I had 10. I had to change that this morning. I'm like, how do I get 10? There are 12 apostles, right? Now, so for a test today, I'm going to have you guys write down how many apostles you can on those lines. I'll give you about 12 seconds. No. <laughs> write down how many you can think of. The apostles. Write them down on the list. Right now? Yeah, right now. I should take the test myself, but since I kind of went through the material, you know, it's pretty, we, probably, we get the main ones pretty easy, but you know, some of the lesser known ones are hard to remember. We know there are 12. Try to do it by memory, not by the Bible. You didn't know there would be a test today, did you? You guys getting close? And again, it just kind of goes back and proves my point. We need to study the Bible, but I know we're all getting older and our memory's not what it used to be. And, uh, and, and it's okay because, you know what, if you don't know things in the Bible, you just need to know where you've got to go to find them. <laughs> okay? Because uh, maybe your memory's not that great. So let's go through the list. Um, what do you guys have for number one? Peter. Matthew. 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 Okay, so Paul's an apostle, but he's kind of out of due time, so he wouldn't be included in one of the twelve, though. But he is an apostle. I'll give you credit for that. <laughs> you get half the credit. Yeah. Uh, well, he's an apostle, but he's just not in the list that Christ, with Christ. Okay, so we've got, who else? Peter. 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 All right. Simon Peter, and he has a brother. Andrew. Andrew. Andrew's actually was one of John uh, the Baptist's uh, disciples, and he goes and finds Peter, if I remember right. So he's one of those guys you don't hear a lot about, but you know what he does? He brings people to Jesus all the time. Okay, some of these apostles, well, well we, we all know because they're on the, in the front light and they probably talk the most. Uh, maybe they're the most bold, like Simon Peter. And then some of these guys only may speak one time that we have writings in, in the New Testament. So we've got Simon Peter, we've got Andrew. Who else do we have? Thomas. Thomas. Thomas, okay. Doubting Thomas. Okay, who else? Philip. Philip. Okay, very good. What else? James. James. Okay. Bartholomew. Bartholomew. Did anybody say John yet? No, but he's yes. there. Okay, John's on the list. Okay, who else? Luke. Simon. Luke is not an apostle. 
I know. There's things we think about. Yes? Is Matthew? Yes. Matthew, the tax collector, he's an apostle. Mark? Mark's not an apostle. I know. There's a few there that you think, oh, surely these are apostles. Judas Iscariot. Yes. I got him. What about Simon? No. Not Well, there is another Simon. There's more than just one. Okay, so let me give you my list here. Simon Peter, Andrew, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother. We got Philip, Bartholomew, Thomas, Matthew. We have James, the son of Alphaeus. So there's two James that are apostles. We have a man named uh, Lebius, whose surname is Thaddeus. Now hold on to that, because we'll look at that a little bit deeper. Uh, Lebius, and we're going to go look at it here in a minute. Then we got Simon the Canaanite and Judas Iscariot. So turn over to Matthew chapter 10, 1 through 5. And you might want to jot that down in your notes. Matthew 10, 1 through 5, because we're going to look through the places where we can find the, the, the 12 apostles. Uh, Matthew 10, verse 1 says, And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now the names of the twelve apostles are these. This is great. we got them all nailed down here now, right? The first was Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother. So, so far we have two sets of brothers. Then we have Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the publican. Now what's publican? Tax collector. Dirty, rotten tax collector. And I didn't say that, did I? Okay, I'll tell you what I really think. And then James the son of Alphaeus. Oh, so we have another James. And Lebius. I don't know how you pronounce that, but I would say Lebius, whose surname was Thaddeus. Okay, now who's this guy? And then it says, And Simon the Canaanite and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. All right. So, just like the Gospels, you think, you think okay, we've got a list of the 12 apostles. I, we got it nailed down now. You don't. You're going to have to go to all other, the other Gospels and the book of, of Acts to really get this nailed down. Because you guess what you're going to have to do? you got to study it. You just can't read it. You're going to have to study it. Okay? So then turn over to Mark 3, 14 through 19. Now write that down on your, your list. Mark 3, 14 through 19. Okay? And then it says this, And he ordained twelve that they should be with him, that he might send them forth to preach and to have power to heal sicknesses and cast out devils. And Simon, he surnamed Peter, and James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James, and he surnamed them Bonerges, which is the sons of thunder. Okay, apparently these guys were a force to be reckoned with. You didn't get in front of them. I thought Peter was the one that had the you know, quick temper, talk fast. These two guys must have been also. Verse 18, And Andrew, and Philip, and Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Thomas, and James the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, and Simon the Canaanite, 
and Judas Iscariot, which also betrayed him, and they went into an house. Okay, basically the same list that we saw in Matthew. Now turn over to Luke 6. And we're going to see the list in Luke. Again, what were your, the Mark, Luke? Uh, Mark was chapter 3, 14 through 19. So in Luke, we're going to go to Luke chapter 6, and we're going to read, start in verse 13. Okay, and again, we're trying to compare these all to see if they're all the same or what's going on with this list. Verse 13, And when it was day, he called unto him his disciples, and of them he chose twelve, whom he also named apostles, Simon, whom he also named Peter, and Andrew his brother, James and John, Philip and Bartholomew, Matthew and Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon called Zelotes, and Judas. Wait a minute, where did he come from? He's not in the first two lists. And Judas, the brother of James, and Judas Iscariot. So who is this Judas that we see in verse 16 that's not Iscariot? Well, he's lining back up with the Lebius, whose surname is Thaddeus. Okay? They had more than one name. Okay? So, you're like, okay, so how do, you, how do you get that? Okay, well, let's keep going. Let's see what else we have. Turn over to Acts chapter 1. And again, you have to study it. You have to compare it. You have to put the list together. You have to see who's in one list and who's not in the next list. And the only one that's not matching up list by list is this guy called Thaddeus. And Judas. That's the ones that keep kind of floating around with their names. Okay? We're going over to Acts chapter 1. And we're going to start in verse 13. In fact, let's back up to verse 12. Acts 1 12 says, Then returned they into Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. And when they were come in, they went up into the upper room where there abode Peter. Have you ever noticed Peter's at the first of the line? He's always listed first. Peter and James. He couldn't be hidden. It didn't say Andrew's out of order now. So every, every one of these lists, things are out of order. Peter and James and John and Andrew, but, but they're there. Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealotes, and Judas the brother of James. So this Judas, or this Jude, because those interject also, this Jude, Judas, same person, is the brother of James, but it's not James who is the James of Zebedee. It's the James, the son of Alphaeus. So they're another set of brothers. So one of them is the second James, and the other brother is called Lebius, whose surname is Thaddeus, who's also called Judas. I've got everybody confused now. Totally. And the scared is missing. Yeah, he's not in there. He's not in it. Well, he's already committed suicide in this list. Okay, because they came back, so he's already dead. Okay, so, um, so you have your Bible. Let's go back to John fourteen twenty two again. You got to compare scripture with scripture, and you've got to. And I hadn't put that out there yet. You've got to study.
John 14.22. I'm bouncing all over the place. In fact, let's back up to about verse 20. John 14.20 At that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. He that hath commandments and kept them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved in my Father, and I will love him, and will manifest myself to him. Now I like John chapter 14. It's one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. This is a really good one to use at funerals. It's a really good one to use if you need to pick me up. Okay, because in this passage, Jesus says he's going to go and prepare a place for us, right? And verse 22 says, Judas saith unto him, and then it says, not Iscariot. So if it's not Judas Iscariot, who is it? What Judas is it? It's the Judas, the brother of James, the son of Thaddeus, whose surname is Libius, or I mean whose surname is Thaddeus, and they also call him Libius. Okay? Because he says, Judas saith in him, not Iscariot. This Judas in that verse is the man that writes Jude. He is that Jude. And that's the only time we see him in the Gospels. That's the only time we see him speak up. Okay? Now this Jude is also called the lesser and I was reading because it says uh, that he was of small stature, but I can't find that anywhere in the Bible, so uh, some things I'll just kind of weed out. What does the Bible say? Oh, I need to give you a handout. So, I'm sorry. There you go, Deanna. So, we're talking about which the book of Jude, and specifically what Jude are we talking about. Okay, so we've kind of went through the list now. And when you put all this together, you'll find out that this, this, uh, the guy that's the brother of James, he's called uh, James the Lesser, because there's two James in the Apostles, and the James the Lesser's brother, we believe to be the Jude that we're talking about. Well, we know he is here because he's with Jesus, and he's called Judas, not Iscariot, because he didn't want to get mixed up. And so... Uh, we be- I believe that he's the one that we're talking about and the right brother that goes to James. Now again, now we go back to the book of James. Who wrote the book of James? Was it the half-brother of Jesus or was it James, one of the apostles? And then again, you could talk about which James of those two is it. That's the commonly, yeah, that's, the that's what's commonly, but you know what? I really don't think so. Yeah, don't now, think so. now, if you want to believe that, I'm not going to say one way or another, but the more I study it and the more I pull things out, I have my reasons, and we're going to look through those, why I believe James, the apostle, wrote the book of James, and why his brother Jude, not the half-brother of Jesus, wrote the book of Jude. Because what we'll find out is... I was thinking of that as we went through that. You know, it says the son of such and such a person, all of these things. And I think, no, it can't be. There are other versions of the Bible that say that he's not a brother, that he's a son. And that's not what my Bible says. So I'm going to always stick with what my book says. Okay? So, we got two possibilities. Let me see if I have any more verses to show you. Now, you guys are going to have to go home and study some more, aren't you? Because you're like, I don't know if I believe Bob. <laughs> okay? Which is great. Okay? 
Right, so you have to study it out. But but we know that there's a man, verse 22, he says Judas, and it's not Iscariot, and he's one of the apostles. Where's he fit at? The only place he fits is that that he fits with Labius, whose surname is Thaddeus, which is the brother of James the Lesser, which is one of the apostles. So I'm believing they're both apostles, okay? So... Here's what I come up with. Jude is the brother of James. We got that, Mark. So he is the brother of James. And that brother of James is the writer of the book of James. And his brother, Judas, is the writer of the book Jude. Okay? So then there's kind of a deal. Why is he called Judas and why is he called Jude? Now that's pretty close. I mean, they're both forms of Judah. The name means praise. You know, I have, my wife has a, I don't know, what do you call this? Third cousin, second, she has a cousin who, who her son's name. Your, so your, your cousin's son, what would that be to you? Second. second cousin? Okay. She has a second cousin by the name of Judah. And when they named him Judah, I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, why in the world would you name a kid Judah? Because when you look at Judah in the Old Testament as a people group, they're a mess. And when you look at... But that's true. And so I'm thinking, okay, so you got, like you said, and the name Judah basically means praise. So I, I got it. Once I kind of had to do some study on it, and once I got, oh, so it means praise. Because I'm linking it to Judas in my mind. But I had to go back and do some study on it. I'm like, you know, really, you know, just because Judas is the one that betrayed Christ, that shouldn't have a bad reflection on his name, but it does. But we shouldn't hold it that way. Because it's from Judah. It means praise the Lord, basically what it means. And so then I had, then I kind of came to the conclusion, okay, that's okay. It might be tough on the kid, you know, being Jude. But, you know, that's that song, you know, Hey, hey Jude, right? Don't make it bad. Okay. So, there are only two possibilities. Now, I'll break it down to this at the bottom of your page, and we're going to wrap stuff up. Number one, Judas, the brother of James, both apostles. So, we've kind of, the Bible shows us that. Okay. And then you have Judas, the brother of James, both half-brothers to Jesus. That is biblical also. So, it could be either one of those two. Okay. But there are several reasons why I believe it's, it's the apostles. Because number one, outside of Paul, I don't believe you can find an apostle that wrote an epistle. Boy, I said that, didn't even stutter. Uh, I didn't even, I just threw that out there. And I'm like, wow, okay, I can do big words. Uh, now think about it. Are there any New Testament books written by other than an apostle. Now, you talked about Paul. He's not one of the twelve, but yet he calls himself an apostle out of due time. So every other book in our New Testament is written by an apostle or, or one of the original twelve or Paul. And if, if this is written by, if those two books are written by Jesus' half-brothers, they're breaking that um, I don't know if that's a, a set-in-stone truth, but, but they're breaking that Line. Let's put it that way. Now, also, 
Um, Mark. Well, no, 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 no. Now, now you're going ahead of me. <laughs> Mark and Luke, you're right. But, but Mark and Luke are Gospels. There's no church letters written. There's no church epistle. I thought the same thing. So thank you for bringing that out. Because that's what I thought. But there is no church epistle written, I believe, apart from being an apostle. In fact, I think that was one of the earmarks of when the letters went out is if it was authentic or not, was that it was written by an apostle. Do you buy that? Don't buy that? I'm, I see that. You know, I'm thinking, well, there's a very strong possibility, and I do see that, and that's why I see kind of the line not breaking. But, you know, if somebody comes in and says, well, I still believe they're married, you know, Jesus' half-brothers and that wrote it, I'm not going to say anything because it's, it's very hard to nail that down. But there are some things in it that make me believe that it was the apostles that read it because this, this group, uh, James, uh, Martin Luther tore James out of his New Testament and threw it in the trash because he could not reconcile it with the rest of the gospel, with the rest of the New Testament because faith said, or the book of James says faith without works is dead. And Martin Luther just could not wrap his, he's like, it, he goes, that book doesn't belong here with, with the uh, church epistles that were saved by faith alone. He could, not rec- he could not reconcile that together. Well, the thing that would help reconcile it together is that both the book of James and the book of Jude have a Jewish slant to them. And when you look at them, I really believe they're written to early Jewish Christians because Paul writes the book. Can anybody tell me when Paul writes his first book, what time and what the date would be? Can anybody tell me the first book that Paul wrote? It's 1 Thessalonians. I know. You've got to study. It's 1 Thessalonians. It's the very first book that Paul had penned. And we believe that book to be about 54, 55 A.D. So when was the church formed? Oh boy, go back to our history. We just, the church was formed on the day of what? Pentecost. Well, well, not really. It was empowered on the day of Pentecost. But it was 50 days after. No. The day of the Pentecost is 50 days after. That's when the church was empowered, but it was on the day that he rose from the dead. When he met that group of people meeting at, in, behind closed doors, that's the day the New Testament church started because it could not start before his death, burial, and resurrection. Now, I, I, will not, I will say it was empowered at the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came. It might have been in formation before Jesus was crucified, and I'll say that, but it was not in place until the death of the testator. So he had to rise from the dead before the church could begin. Okay? Now, I went through all that. I'm forgetting why I said that. Okay, so from that period, we're talking 33 and a half, 34 A.D. to 54 A.D., there's no church, there's no, there's nothing written down that I can think of for the churches for doctrine other than the Old Testament. So I personally believe, and you can just throw this however you want, that the book of James and the book of Jude are written to those early Jewish Christians 
that needed some instruction. Right, and it was a Jewish mindset, and it wasn't until Paul came and God gave him the commission to take it to the Gentiles, it kind of switches over to the Gentiles. But that's why the book of James doesn't really mash up with everything that Paul says, because God hadn't revealed it to Paul yet. So we're in a transition, okay? But not only that, but this book, these Hebrew epistles are going to come back into place during the tribulation, and so they'll have a connotation then. So the early, the early Jewish Christians and the late Jewish Christians during the tribulation are going to flock to these books because they're going to mean something more to them than it does to us Gentiles. But we can still learn from them. Okay, so I gave you a lot to think about. Go home and think about that. Study through that. Study through this list. And try to figure out who is the Judas in these two lists. And the only person it could possibly be is the Thaddeus. And uh, he's got different names. Okay. Simon was not called Peter until Jesus gave him that name. He was called Simon. So let's go ahead and pray. And uh, next week we'll move farther. We'll, we'll read through the book. We'll look at the theme for the book. What's the purpose that it was written for? And we'll just keep moving on. So, and and we're, this will not be a slam dunk uh, book. Even though it only has one chapter, we're going to look at the words. And we'll go from there. So let's pray. Father in heaven, we, we thank you for your word, Lord, that it is just uh, rich in information and for our learning, Lord, that you have so much information for us to know. And all we have to do is dig it out, Lord. And with the Holy Spirit and the Bible that we have in front of us, you have given us all things, Lord. So I pray that we would, um, as a class and as a group, that we wouldn't just take things for granted. We wouldn't take things that the pastor says, or the, the teacher says, or we read or in a book or, or hear on the radio, Lord, that we would actually do what the Bereans did pull the scriptures out and look at it to see if it is so. So I pray that we would do that, and I pray not only that we would see it, that we would study it, we put it in our life, I pray that we would live it and then we'd teach it to the people behind us. I pray you give us a good day today, give us a good week to get rested up, and just help us to stay focused on, on uh, you and your word and the mission you've given us. And in Christ's name we pray today. Amen. Well, I'm thinking Christ was crucified 33 and a half. So from that period to 54 AD, we're talking 20 some odd years. There's no instruction out there now. I'd have to think. I'd have to go back and look at the Gospels to see where they're written. But as far as they're ba they're basically history books, the Gospels. The, the book of Matthew is basically what's going to take place during the millennium. It is a Jewish book. And so for the, so it doesn't really fit the church age either. The ones that totally fit the church age are the Pauline epistles. Now the others kind of float in and float out. But the only reason that it goes... And I was thinking about this this morning. What is the reason that God gave the, the message finally went to the Gentiles? For the church. Why did it go that direction? Because the Jewish, Jewish church no. wasn't doing it. They wasn't doing their job. And he did it to make them jealous. And he said, hey, if you're not going to do the job I've given you to go to the world and give them my gospel, then I'll go to the Gentiles and they'll take it to the world. But there will come a time when he's going to pull it back 
And the church comes out at the, at the rapture and everything goes back to the Jew. And in that period, they're going to start seeing the book of James, the book of, of Jude, it's going to be very important to them because it's going to have that Jewish mindset. Okay. But yeah, we're going to see what we can pick up from it. All right, so... <laughs> All right, guys. Well, you guys have a good day. We'll get out. Thank you so much, Bob. Oh, you're welcome. And I did learn something, so I think I'll come back. Well, good. I'm glad you do. So. Yeah, and I asked her to come back because next week I teach, so I asked her. Well, Take you notes. Get two yeah. handouts and fill out both of them. You know, I'm going to give you guys what I think is there, and, and you know what? If I if I if I th- say something like I I believe this, go study it out. I'm not. I'm not, it's you know, I'm not the Pope. I believe it. You're not saying this is yes. the truth. I'm just going to throw the things out there. You study it out, and then you have to make an account. <laughs> What's that? I need the answers. You need the answers. Okay, I can give those to you. Yeah. Come up, and I'll give you a few. If I have them here. Wishes he could be here. Oh, okay. How is he? He's alright. He's a little irritated right now. Oh, is he at jobs? Oh, his, his, his person is on vacation for a day. Uh, because she came to Kansas City to do the Chucker Appreciation Week. And somebody else did his trips and gave him a trip on Friday that didn't get him back home until Sunday. Oh, come on. Sunday night. So, he's a little irritated. No, come on here. Yeah, I'll help you in just a second. Can't get this thing to shut off. She's not feeling real well today. Did you? Mm-hmm. Yep, we'll see how that works. There's the four places you'll find those.
You can take that with you if you want and just bring it back to me at the end of the day. Sure? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. And then that way I can... Go do your stuff? Yeah. yeah. I can't get my thing shut off, so i got to do that. And then and, uh, and you can just give it to me before you do it today. That's okay. great. Then we'll go right back over it again next week, right. real briefly. Yeah, I was wondering how you guys were doing this week, so... Yeah. Frustrating, I know. Yes. Seems like it's been getting more frustrating, too. Yes. Just when you think you'd get the bugs all worked out. I know, and I told him that. It's <laughs> okay. like, honey, maybe you should be looking for a different job. Uh-huh, or a different company. Yeah. Hey, do my man. Hey, I got on the autosync. Creon is what it's called. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that'll help you. Yeah, I'll Okay. I'll have to... Creon is what it's Creon. called. Huh? Okay. I prayed for Rachel specifically today, too, so. Yeah, yeah. Did I tell you, she, she had a biopsy. Yeah, they went away, they took out her cells. They said they can't put that. She helped get things moving. Put on some different antibiotics. Good, so. For us, it freaks us out, but maybe they. We prayed for her throat. I told him, I said, her throat is just... I'm doing okay. I'm tired. I'm worn out. I know it was. I can't keep doing that. That's why I was thinking. I'm not going to do that again. Yeah, that's how it was. Where are you? Okay. I mean, I made it down every day, but it was... Worried me out. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no problem. We'll have more to do, but, but yeah. Oh, praying for you, bro. Hey, Chris. Yeah, I know. Later, I'll get with you. I gotta leave. Okay.